Hello and welcome to season three, episode one of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talk about Scottish football through the unique lens of Fantasy Fitbar. My name's John and I am joined for the third season running by Scobie. You don't replace me yet. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still made it. I've made it to season three. Fantastic achievement, personally. John, good to be back. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I'm, I'm beardless. I know. What What do you think? I hardly recognise you there. <laughs> I feel a bit naked. Yeah. I don't really know what like I've done. Taking yourself very seriously as we enter the new season. That's yeah, it. You to, yeah, you know, get rid of that scruff. That's it. And we're drinking coffee. I know. What is going on? <laughs> What's happening? We're recording a pod middle of the day. You've not got a beer, but nice coffee. <laughs> You've just come back from Italy. Yeah, I know. I have. I have. Yeah, just flown back. Flown back in. So we're doing this live from London. Um, yeah, usual flights fiasco, good fun. Uh, if anyone's been travelling abroad this year, I'm sure you've had similar horror stories, but yep, yeah, flight cancelled. Taking the well, the well trodden route of, uh, how did you get oh, to we, Rome? Yeah, Rome via Kefalonia. We'd uh, definitely <laughs> um, recommend that lovely Greek island and its tiny airport if, if, you, if you're in the, in the market for some flights. Uh, so yeah, good to be back. John, we also coming off the back of a big trip following Scotland out to Dublin a, a, a month or so ago, wasn't it? Oh, we did, we did. Oh, what a time we had. Yeah. Lots of Guinness drunk. Mm. Uh, lots of chatting, yeah, lots of bigging, yeah. As as with any <laughs> Scottish football trip, the worst ninety minutes of the weekend was, of course, at the Aviva Stadium where we got thumped three 0 Yeah, their first home win in what was it three years? First three years, correct. Three goals in eight years, I believe. Uh, I think we said the second half of the game mostly in the concourse, having more Guinness. Um, yeah. But yeah, what a weekend we had following <laughs> Scotland. Um, so yeah, but we're back now, the cinch is upon us There is, yeah, and do you know what, I was just saying to you last night Researching this podcast, I mean Scottish football, it just doesn't give you a second to rest It does not, it does I've not. got two words for you, and one starts with R and the second starts with B <laughs> Rocky Bashiri <laughs> has killed Hibs Yes, yes, unbelievable, what a start to his career I actually, much as it's hilarious, I've got a feel for the lad at this point <laughs> So let's recap what happened then, John. Just just for anyone that has missed this story, um, he was accidentally signed um, at the start of the season. Correct. He was announced as having left the club uh, on finishing his loan spell, but without him realising that they had actually triggered uh, him on a permanent deal. So that was re-announced a couple of weeks later. Yep. Fantastic. And then off to the races for the League Cup campaign. Lee Johnson obviously uh, has, has kicked off his reign at Hibs. Interesting appointment. Yeah. Uh, League Cup has not gone exactly to plan, um, which culminated in Rocky playing against Morton the other night um, when he hadn't been registered. Hadn't been registered, so Hibs not only were probably going to get knocked out of the League Cup anyway, they have actually been binned out of the League Cup. Uh, yes, the cinch is well and truly back. That's in before we get into the McGeady and the Penn shambles. Uh, he's also missed two penalties already in his Hibs career this yep. summer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's just mad. What else new have we got this year, um, Scobie? Just going on that Lee Johnson new manager theme. Yeah, another new manager uh, returning to the league and falls on nicely from Hibs. Jack Ross is back. Viva! Viva Jack Ross. Back at Dundee United. I think a really canny appointment. He's mm. got a point to prove, obviously, after his, his sacking at Hibs. Um, no cup games for them, so no getting banana skins at the start of his reign because <laughs> they've obviously got European football um, mm-hmm. upon them. Uh, is he an upgrade on time courts? Eh... Uh, 
He's a safe, he's a safe pair of hands in the cinch, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, like you know, rightly or wrongly, he was sacked from Hibernian last season. Obviously, got a good track record at St. Men, did a decent job at Sunderland. Yeah. I don't know. I, I quite liked where Dundee United were going under Tam Courts, and that's why he was sort of poached by these European teams, was the amount of uh, uh, young players that he was blooding into the team and slowly bringing in a style of football that yeah. you know was going to be slightly better than the, the punt yeah. it. Um, stuff, hammer throwing stuff that Robbie Nielsen uh, <laughs> took to the table. <laughs> I think that was Mellon more than him, but yes. Uh, and he brings back Stephen Fletcher with him, another yeah. familiar face heading back to the cinch. Interesting him, McGeady. There's there's lots of people returning this year. Another team returning to the league, John Kilmarnock. Yeah, we are gutted. I mean, how gutted are we that our growth? Unfortunately, the the fairy tale. Was, was ruined by Inverness, Caledonia oh. Pistol at the tail end of last season. We were all Gutting. absolutely loving that run uh, with Dick, Dick Campbell and his merry men. Um, but yeah, Killy came straight up. Um, so they, they've come up with Ed, uh, an old friend of mine, Derek McInnes. <laughs> yes. God love Derek McInnes. It's great to see that sexy man. And with him, he brings sort of a couple of familiar faces mm-hmm. with Ash Taylor and none other than Kyle Lafferty as well, Scooby. Exactly, exactly. Turning to, to some... some Proven campaigners, mm-hmm. um, which is smart. Yeah, Dan McInnes is a really good appointment for them. He comes back with a point to prove. That was actually a fantastic final. It was a great advert for Scottish football. The, the Kilmarnock um, Arbroath game right at the end of the season yeah. there was, was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And actually, I, you know, just a word on Arbroath. I think it may not surprise me if we if we see them challenging again. They've had a great start to the season in the League Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, won all of the games so far and, and, and scored goals with it, beating Premiership teams, which we'll come on to later. Um, so yeah, but Kilmarnock are back. Um, and I think, you know, they're always a tough, uh, tough opposition. Maybe you'll have a chance to rebuild them and... Um, you know, take them take them into a, a brighter future. Another theme I want to talk about, Scobie, so now that we've gone through the new teams, obviously St Johnston have stayed up yes. at the end, pumping that Inverness in the last game of the season. Um, so the new the- another theme, sorry, I just want to touch on was clubs in Europe and when we're thinking about, trying to link this now into, yep. of course, fantasy football Scotland, yep. you've got Celtic guaranteed um, Champions League group stage football, ironically uh, benefiting from Rangers' um, yes. brilliance <laughs> uh, in Thanks Europe. Thanks good friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rangers, obviously, are, are in those qualifiers, but they will eventually drop in to the group yep. stage. And, I mean, how have we not talked about it already? Hearts have got group stage European football this year. We do, exactly, exactly. We're hoping it's Europa League football. Um, we're setting our sights on that. Of course, we'll find out who our opposition will be in that in that qualifier. Um, but if not, yeah, Conference League. Uh, so it's going to yeah. be tough. Lots of Thursday, Sunday doubles, um, which we know will test any squad. Yeah, yeah, it really will. And, uh, you know, that's where you've got to start thinking about, you know, potentially teams like Scobie Aberdeen, who have no European football, yeah. have made a lot of interesting signings and, you know, may have a bit more of a settled 11 at the start. But, um, you know, more to get onto there. Um, so Scobie, I, I chucked, um, chucked um, the tweet out y- yesterday yep. to, to the Twitter sphere, all of our friends there. Everyone, thanks very much for coming back for a third season. Yep. Of course, there has been um, what we'll describe as significant changes to the fantasy football Scotland game. Um, it's the big elephant in the room. Diplomatically addressed there, John. Uh, that might be the end of the diplomacy, <laughs> Scobie, as, as we get into it. Um, I've written here in my in my notes for t- for the, for this podcast. New game, first bullet point: shite. <laughs> yeah, what have they done? Uh, big question to be asked. Should we run over a little bit of some of the changes? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. One. So we've now got and and so I'm actually going. I'm going to read this out, and maybe you can help me get yeah, my head yeah. around some of it, John. So yeah. we've got classic. We're all mode. fumbling around in the dark here. We, we are. We've got classic mode. That's as per last season. Yeah. Standard scoring. Uh, you can enter now multiple leagues, but they all have to be managed individually. Yeah. 
And that's the, that's the huge change. So the huge change, what you take away, is there's loads of other new formats are fantastic, but the big problem here is that you can no longer in, uh, put the same team into loads of leagues. So you have to manage each team individually in, in leagues. So say last year you were in the Mega League, you were in our Fantasy Fit by Pod League, you yeah. were in your Mates League, you were in like the Terrace League, whatever. Every change you made, that would be made across the board. The big difference here is each game is its own, as they called it, mini ecosystem. <laughs> which, for people that can't remember to change a team half the time, yes. you're now asking people to change yes. a team you know, across six teams is just, quite frankly, ludicrous. Yes, I think someone rightly said on our, uh, on our friend's um, thread... Uh, I don't think any fancy player has ever asked for multiple teams they have to rep <laughs> to, to change and set in uh, one in one game. So uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense. But the reason they're doing this, obviously, just to jump into that, is that they are. Um, is, is there an obvious reason they're doing it? Scobies? There's right? not an obvious reason, but for, you know, it seems to be because they're they're moving away from the current model and into um, a sort of lesser known fancy format, which is more going to be based around. <laughs> Um, gambling a la sort of DraftKings if you're familiar with that daily fantasy league sort of style gaming we're now going to have the ability to have a 5, 7 or 11 or 15 a side 15 being our current standard squad size um, you can have 5, 7, 11 or 15 um, sizes of team and enter them into different leagues yeah. as you see fit I don't really understand that properly. no and like you know there's some nice th- there's a nice addition like if you wanted to enter a competition where you can only use one club per player yep that's quite interesting. I like that. The big takeaway for me is that the game was brilliant. They were developing it really nicely. It was very similar to FPL. And people might say that's bad, but it's not. FPL is fantastic. It's probably the most played um, fantasy football game on the planet. There's a reason it's gone well. The yep. Scottish first football version was excellent. It had our own little nuances. Yep. Then they just needed to take that forward. And what they've done is completely blown it open. But Scobie, what we're going to try and do, what are we going to try and do we're going to try and encourage people just to enter a team into the Mega League. Yep. And then we will try and um, tell you what team team and players to pick from there. And if you can be arsed, join the Fantasy Football Pod League as well. Yes, it's going to be trouble enough for the two uh, owners of the Fantasy Football League pod to remember to do their team for that one as well. Correct. So we're not going to expect you to be doing it too. Yeah. But if you do want to join that, that will be open as well. But yeah, I think, Luke, just focus on um, trying to keep it as consistent to what we know currently. It's just a real shame, John, I think, as well, the fact they're building it around... Um, you know, possibly moving it towards a you know this this sort of like daily fantasy gambling style thing. Yeah. Very strange in the fact they've not got those licenses yet, so right. it makes very little sense to move to that mm-hmm. without uh, you know even any confirmation that they will get those licenses mm-hmm. and change the entire game. I also think it could have been done separately and it'd be a separate part of the game where you could have introduced that. So it's disappointing. Look, we're going to open it up, and if anybody from um, the the Fancy Football Scotland official game wants to join us on the pod for five ten minutes for a little discussion about. The changes, why they've done it, we'd be more than open mm-hmm. to that. So if you're listening, guys, please do feel free to get in touch with us. Exactly. But, like, look, if we if we, did, we could sit here and complain about this for hours, but we are where we are. Mm. As we said, we've got a solution for moving yes. on. So let's not try and bring down the energy of no. what is Season 3, the cinch is back, and Scottish football is well and truly back. So for the rest of the podcast, yeah. we're going to go goalkeepers. Okay. We're going to go defenders. We'll do we're going to go midfielders in Scobie. Yes, please. We're going to go strikers. We are. We are. We're going to run through the lot. We're hopefully going to cover all the teams. We're not going to focus too much on the big two arse cheeks. We're going to get through this. <laughs> you had to drop that in. <laughs> Episode one, third season. Get the arse cheeks in. Part one. Correct. Correct. <laughs> right. Let's move into it. Let's get going. Hello. 
Hello and welcome back to part two of season three. I'm going to say season three a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we're here when we started this podcast in the depths of lockdown for season one. I know, I know. It's uh, episode 53. I episode think 53. All in all. Here we go. Thanks very much, listeners, for joining us again. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, this is the part you've probably all been waiting for. What has been happening? What are the transfers in? What are the transfers yeah. out? What goalkeepers do yeah. you pick for Fantasy Football Scotland? Um, Scobie, do you want to do you want to take us away? Yeah, I'll get into it. I think the running theme in my team, and it, it kind of that's where I sort of start with this running theme for the, for, for sort of an overall strategy on the game is I'm going to try and play it safe-ish mm-hmm. um, early in the season. I think there's lots of new faces. It's really easy to get carried away and get excited by them, and quite rightly so. But that's a lot of unproven players from a fancy point of view and from a cinch point of view. So yes, you might be early on the bandwagon, but I think it's easy enough to be kind of reactive early in the game. You keep your finger on the pulse. You maybe even use a wild card early so my team as a result who do I start with in goals I think it's a really obvious first one it's Joe Hart okay so you've gone Joe Hart and yeah. and, and again you know um, last season with Celtic we had this great problem with rotation yeah. at Celtic right and basically you were you were stuck with three guys that are basically guaranteed to start uh, yeah. for Andrew's men and that's Joe Hart is number one yep um, C Cameron Carter Vickers yep. being the second CCV CCV I've actually got CVV written down yeah, there which yeah, is yeah, why I yourself. stumbled there <laughs> <laughs> and Cal Mack is the other nailed on so those yeah. are your three nailed on obviously there's huge upside in the rest of the Celtic team exactly. your Jotas your Kyogos uh, your Abadas your Ralstons but are they going to start every week answer right now you don't know so Joe Hart Scobie I like it it's a premium option but it's a nailed-on Celtic asset and, you know, they're going to keep a lot of clean sheets this year. They absolutely are. I think it's it's just really obvious. Um, Last season, he was fantastic. I think clean sheet ratio was over Mm -hmm. about 50%, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when he he was playing there. So Mm -hmm. I would uh, stick with him. 3.4 million, fine works. Uh, I think a lot of people will do that and I think it's, uh, you know, it's a smart move. I think a more interesting conversation to get into with goalies and we can jump into this is, you know, who else is there and who else is good value? I think there's actually a number of them. I'm going to say as well, like everybody, I'm chopping and changing all the time. Yeah, At the end of this pod, I'll probably have changed two players in this team. So mm-hmm. at the moment, I've got your man, Kel Roos. Yeah, yeah, Kel Roos is a really nice shout, Scobie, because right now, Joe Lewis is priced h- higher than Kel Roos in the game. Kel Roos, 2.4 mm-hmm. million, so quite a cheap option. Yep. Uh, Joe Lewis priced higher. Jim Goodwin came out saying the other day, Kel Roos is the man who has the gloves. Yep. And until he makes a mistake, I will not be passing the gloves to Joe Lewis. Yep. So he is going to start for Aberdeen against Celtic, guaranteed. Um, you know he's he's been signed from Derby County. He doesn't come with the best wishes of the Derby County fans. I think um, it's down to a pretty big howler he made in one of the big playoff matches that happened or something. But he seems pretty safe and steady so far. But obviously you've got to caveat this thing with Aberdeen have looked good so far in the League Cup games. Yeah. But you're playing Sterling Albion. You're playing Peterhead. Like these teams are not of the caliber of the top tier of the cinch. So you don't quite know what you're going to get there. But Roos, really nice options going to be like Absolutely, that. absolutely. Just a word on Aberdeen, though. You can only beat what's put in front of you, John. And mm. uh, I'm strange that I'm defending Aberdeen when you seem to be a little <laughs> bit lower on them. Uh, I, you know I'll be first to, to be laughing at you yeah, if it yeah. always takes up the season. But look, you've done what's been asked of you. You scored goals, you've kept clean sheets. Correct. Uh, and Jim Goodwin clearly has a bit of pressure on him going into this season. He didn't get the, the kind of new manager bounce he was looking for when he came in last season. <laughs> You know, it was really disappointing. You almost made top six, but you never deserved it. So to be honest, I think it was fair that you were in the bottom six. Aye, definitely. Um, And, you know, job done so far. I think Ferguson's a loss, obviously. Calvin Ramsey Mm could have got a bit more for him, maybe, but... It's good money. I mean, Aberdeen have taken about £15 million in transfer fees in the last two years. I still think the best deal with that was Sam Cosgrove for £2 Yeah. 
I yeah. mean, what on earth we got 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 away with that? With. It was quite quite <laughs> sensational. If you see what he was doing at AFC Wimbledon last season, but taking a lot of money, so spent a bit of money as well. And we'll, we'll come on to some of the options later yeah. on. But yeah, Aberdeen right now they look quite good. But this time last season, Aberdeen looked quite good, and yeah. then we know what happened. Um, but I do have a lot more faith in Jim Goodwin. Uh, worth noting that Aberdeen, I think, signed eleven players last summer. Yep, yeah. and ten of that eleven have been moved on. Wow! Yeah. So uh, it's been a a big, uh, it's been a big bit of change. Shall we talk about a couple of other um, options um, at the in goals in the in the cinch here? So we've got. um, I was going to go to uh, Jack Ross's men because obviously Benji Segrist has moved to Celtic to provide a bit of competition for Joe Hart. Uh, Joe Hart obviously getting on as well, so I think you'd expect to see Segrist pop up in some cups. Uh, we've always loved Benji Segrist on this podcast, as you know. We have, we have. Um, but we've got um, the Dundee United in their replacement. have signed quite a really, quite a really quite exciting signing, I think, is this Australian international from the Central Coast Mariners. Yep. Is Bergetti. Bergetti, yep. and Bergetti. he's two point seven million. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, we've obviously got this weird thing this year where we've got the World Cup in December, Qatar World Cup in December. Um, gutted, obviously that we, we that we did lose to Ukraine in that, in that World Cup playoff. We were yeah. also at that school. We, um, there's a bit of a theme developing there of um, us turning up to Scotland games and getting thumped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've not had a good summer, uh, but I quite like him. Uh, could could be quite good under under Jack Ross. I think so too. I'll go to say we've not actually seen each other's recommendations or teams yet. So no. we are going into this completely blind. And we've so far gone for the same three goalies. Uh, we're all completely agree with you on Bergetti. I think they're going to be a solid team, Dundee United. Right. That's what they're built around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely agree with that one. Fourth option that I'm going to chuck in, and unfortunately he has been injured and it looks like he's going to be out for about eight weeks, but Zach Hemming. I think yeah, coming back, yeah. I think that's a really good uh, shout. One to right. one to definitely look at as well um, for come um for Kamarnik, yeah. they've obviously, um, you know, Kamarnik have come up. As we've said, they made yeah. some, they made some signings, and they're kind of, you know, gonna be new boys on the block. But I think Zach Hemming uh, looks like a really canny bit of business. Just really so, unfortunate that they're fighting against quite a lot of injuries actually. So at the end of the season. what I like about this Scobie Fantasy Football Scotland, Hemming is out for about eight weeks. So we're told that means that Walker, their reserve keeper, is going to start every game. He's two point two million. That's yeah, a really cheap enamor. And the other one, I know St. Johnson have been absolutely awful in pre-season. Yeah. But Elliot Parrish is 2.1 million. Another guy that, you know, you yeah. could play. Your other option, guys, is to go for a nailed-on starter and then you fish around 1.8 million and give yourself a little bit of budget yeah. for the defenders. Yeah. And is that not a nice segue, Scobie? That was, that was. Can I just ruin it by saying... Oh, you ruined it! Oh, it was a great one. Just a one last flag as well. Yeah. If you're thinking Trevor Carson, it looks sadly, Trevor Carson, the man that's been plagued by injuries, just been signed to St. Mary, may be out for the whole season. Oh, wow. So do avoid Trevor Carson at all costs. His injury, uh, I think they're still waiting for results to come back on that. So yeah, he's very attractive for 2.7. And, yeah. Shall we say we ignore, and, um, ignore St. Mary at all costs right now? I mean, God, I Oh, uh, we'll get into St. Mary, I think. But yes, this is the short answer on that. <laughs> Defenders, back to your brilliant segue, John. Defenders, who is it? There's one name that's surely going to be on every single oh, team yeah. sheet. And what is it, John? It's James Tavernier. He is the top scorer in this game for the last two seasons, running by an absolute country mile. Yep. He's just signed a new deal. Yep. Um, keeping him at Rangers until, you know, I don't know, another couple of years. He's not going anywhere. Unlike Calvin Bas- Bassi, he's obviously gone to Ajax for £20 million. It's a great bit of business for Rangers, but obviously we're uh, sad to see him leave the cinch. But yeah, Tav... First name of the team sheet for those new players to the game. It's always Captain Tab is is the mantra. 
Um, and until he gives us reason not to, mm-hmm. you've got to keep going. I actually deviated away from that towards the end of last season. My ranks started plummeting. Yeah, they did. I mean, there was a, there was reason for that as well. Rangers defensively had set such a high bar uh, mm. the previous season. That last season, they only ended up with 16 clean sheets, which by their own standards, 20 so for Celtic was the, was the leading there. It was mm-hmm. quite a difference, actually. I think they'll be hoping to, t- to tighten up that defence a little bit more last year. The first half of the season, they were a little bit leaky. Yeah, they uh, were. And they came on stronger. And Bassey was a big part of that, of course. Uh-huh. So be interesting to see you know is Barisic sort of still in the frame what's going to be the kind of look um, you know from a from Rangers point of view there but yeah I think Tav ta- ta- just ultimately has to be there 6.8 million is a wedge of cash but it's a wedge of cash you've just got to you, part with you have to part with absolutely should we stay at Ibrox a little bit here uh-huh. obviously we've touched on Bassi leaving um, John Suter yep. your mate uh, how do you think he's going to get on at Rangers this season yeah look uh, I, th- I think that Suter's going to be a, a great bit of business for them and a great buy um, it's just you know as any conversation with Suter tends to end with if he can stay fit. You know, he has. He's managed to broadly stay fit over the last couple of seasons for our hearts. Great to see him get the Scotland call up and that fantastic goal um, against Denmark as well, which was, which was you know, back in the good old days when Scotland were winning games for fun. Um, <laughs> no, so they win games and we're not there, Scotland. Yeah, well, I was at that one. But yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, it's yeah, maybe it's me. Maybe it's us <laughs> together. Yeah, that's just that's the combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, I think Suter's going to be a good bit of business for them. Um, you know, I think I think Rangers have I've, I've made some some smart bits of um, of business through the summer. Who else are we going to include in that? Tom Lawrence and Rabi Matondo. I think we're going to come on to them in the mm. in the midfield discussion, of course. And Ben Davis is another one as well, coming from Liverpool. Do we think he maybe starts or? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was thinking that, but Barisic seems to have been getting a lot of game time um, yep. in pre-season. So like Rangers play uh, Tottenham on Saturday, so I think. Um, That'll actually show uh, Van Bronco's hand quite a lot yeah. on who he's going to start against Livingston in the first game of the season. So let's have a look at that. Um, going back, Pat McLaughlin's starting over the Shagger these days as well, and he's uh, Shagger's actually more expensive in the goalkeeping yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Barisic, man of the match against West Ham, apparently, and he's only 3.7 million. So I'm leaning towards putting him in. Mm. Uh, I like the Ben Davies shout. I mean, Liverpool what bought him for two million, sold him for four, and he didn't play a game at the Anfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see how he goes as well, and then it obviously brings in a bit of rotation. Yeah, good there, value so. there. Three point four million yeah. for him and Bastard. Did you say three point seven? Yeah. Who else are we going to then? My next name we've just talked about him at the top of the program. I think it's CCV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cameron Vickers. Um, good bit of business from Celtic there. Celtic uh, theme of their um, off season has been um, signing players that kind of brought them the league title last year Aye. you know so re- making those permanent signings and I think he's probably um, the sort of canniest um, acquisition that they made there um, obviously the other ones being Jota and Maida as well mm-hmm. but Cameron Carter-Vickers great 4.1 million I think undervalues him yeah. um, he's still cheaper than Juranovic and yet he's, he was playing more consistently last mm-hmm. year does pop up with a goal as well yeah you know. he scored Ibrox in the uh, in the title, effectively what turned into the title. So, yeah, he was so- second top goal scorer in yeah. the whole game last year with 160 points. So he is a nailed on guy in my mm. team as well. Um, Celtic, again, we've talked about it. You know, JJ, there was chat of him leaving. He looks like he's now staying. Yeah. Um, but he does get rotated quite a bit, especially when Europe comes into it. Tony Ralston, as much as we were worried about his rotation last year, still started, I think, over 30 games in the league. So we've got. He's he's still on my radar a bit there to put in, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 then towards leaning towards other players that aren't Rangers and Celtic. Um, none other, Scobie. You'll like this one, Stephen Pingsley. I believe he's called. Oh, Stephen Pingsley! And what a start to this. He's I'm, I'm I'm the same as you, John. It's quite bizarre actually. We've just gone for the a very. It's like we did a podcast team. together. Yeah, it's like we. I don't know. <laughs> 
Stephen Kingsley has apparently scored five goals now in pre-season. Well, he has uh, a hat trick um, against these five and a couple of goals against um, was it Crawley the other night. So he is look for me is a must-have from a Hearts right. perspective. Three point two million as well, which is about where he was last year. Um, he's nailed on. He's going to become an even bigger player for us now that Suter goes too. So that yeah. partnership that he has with Halkett, Sibbett's kind of in there. Um, you know that's going to be really important. So Kingsley. Gotta have him. Gotta have him. I saw Cochrane's now joined on permanent deal from Brighton. I had no idea he was on loan. Yeah, he was on loan from Brighton. Yeah. Um, and made the move across. I think we're, we're really happy with that. Um, yeah, Hearts, I, we're, we're kind of gearing up, as we said, um, in, in part one for a long season. So um, that's been the focus for us, trying to strengthen the squad, the squad the and the size of it, uh, as well as find a kind of complement yeah. for boys. We've not got Sims coming back. So mm-hmm. Lawrence Shankland returns to the cinch and yeah. is reunited with Nielsen, obviously, who who got the best out of them at Dundee United. Um, there's a few other players we're looking at, but um, yeah, for me, it's been it's been about strengthening and, 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 and going back to defenders. I think Kingsley's the one that stands out that will yeah. play the most football for us. Aye, hold that thought on Shanks. We'll come back to we the will, end. We will, we will. I keep jumping ahead. There's Shanks, just so much to Shanks, talk about. Banks. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, shall we go to Livingston? We've not really talked about much about David Martindale, oh. uh, podcast hero, and, yeah. and, and the business he's done. I'm actually going to talk about the, the 2.6 million club that, yeah. I've, that I've coined them yeah. as. And you've got three options there from Livingston, all that were in the cinch last year. You've got mm. Devlin, Fitzwater, and Obelai. Yeah. Um, who do I like most out of these options? Well, I can make a case to anyone. I thought Devlin, he scored a, a really good goal at Todry last year. Um, in the in the bottom six splits, he's on a bit of form, scoring goal scoring going forward. Uh, does get forward a lot as well. Fitzwater, if you remember, is a big interceptions man. He is, so yeah. he can get you yeah. a few extra points, interceptions there as well. And Obelai, I was on for ages last season because he pops up in the box all the time. You know, he's crashing the bar. Sometimes yeah. he's scoring goals, and he was on penalties for a little while. But unfortunately, four goals. I think four goals, last year. Four goals yeah. last year. I think one of them was a penalty, and then he's been taken off them since. Okay. So I think I'm leaning towards Devlin out of the two point six club, and then I also noted they they signed Jamie Brandon from Hearts at two point four million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a decent little signing as well. So that that's where I'm thinking for the the Tony Macaroni men um, uh, okay. defensively. I'm actually I'm, I'm being really boring. This is what I was saying top top of the the section. Uh, you know consistency who do we know plays and stuff so in that with that theme 2.5 million Bevis Mugabe at Motherwell okay. yeah. he did well for me last year scored a lot of points 2.5 million is very cheap for somebody that's playing week in week out mm-hmm. I think Motherwell is going to have a good season I know last night wasn't great Sligo Rovers <laughs> were at home terrible start is it Sligo or Sligo? Sligo is like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you're asking me about pronunciation I know has gone mad really disappointing for them but um, and apparently Mugabe wasn't fault mm-hmm. for that I take the point but he's great value for me mm-hmm. um, he does pop up the goal himself he's always a bit of a threat in the box and I think Luke certainly Motherwell are probably going to be in and amongst for that fourth mm-hmm spot battle they can put a run together you know I believe they've got a very good manager there now entering a you know second full season um, really starting to put his imprint on it when they're bad they are very bad mm-hmm. so for me Motherwell it's going to be about consistency this year okay. can they can continue to put the runs together if you look back to start last year up to about end of October November they were on par with Hearts we were vying for that third spot Dundee United were also in the running around there but Motherwell were you know we're, we're, we're kind of going blow for blow with us and then um, completely fell away yeah. uh, they had another run later in the season but you know it's the inconsistency I thought, I, yeah I, I think I'm, I don't know I'm going to challenge you slightly on this I think Graham Alexander was probably the luckiest manager in the cinch 
last year. Mm. There's a couple of really fortunate things. I think if you actually still look at the form table in the last like 16 games, they are like second bottom in the whole league. So depending on what kind of form they bring in to this new season, they could be absolutely diabolical again. But I'll give you Mugabe. I like the Paul McGinn signing. I think it's a sensible one. I think he'll add yep. a bit of... Um, a bit of um, a bit more comfort to, the, to, to, to defensive proceedings there, and then another one. If you want a little cheap enabler, Scobie Carroll last night started in Europe. He's two point three million, and um, so that's quite a nice little shout there as well. Yeah, I like that. I've got another two point three million shout, and we're gonna laugh, but I think it needs to be considered Rocky Bashiri. <laughs> what? I know, I know. Apparently, no. From him sources, he has actually been playing quite well, so no. it's harsh on the lads. He's been a complete disaster oh, in a bomb scare. I think it's quite a funny one, though. He's yeah. sitting on my bench at the moment. 2.3 uh, million. It looks like he's going to play. Yeah. I think Rocky's got a point to prove, so let's think about Rocky. Well, all right. We'll, we'll leave Rolling Rocky. Rolling the dice with Rocky. There's going to be a lot of names about Rocky, I'll tell you that, in the fantasy <laughs> team names. Uh, right, let's jump up to Pataudry defensive-wise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a few I like here. Uh, Liam Scales has come on loan from Celtic. Um, Aberdeen have completely reshaped the defence this year, by the way, and goalkeeper, as we've yeah. already discussed. He's on 2.4 million. Um, you got to bear in mind he can't play against Celtic in the first game of the season, so he's actually quite a nice little bench trick move mm-hmm. first week if you want him in. But 2.4 million is really nice. Uh, Aberdeen also signed Anthony Stewart from Wickham, centre half. Uh, he's been named club captain, which is quite a bold move, I think, from Jim Goodwin to give a guy that's never played in the cinch before that captaincy. But um, he's obviously done really well so far and seems to be really vocal on the pitch. And then the replacement for. Um, for Calvin Ramsey is Jaden Richardson. He's come from Nottingham Forest, yeah. right? Okay, um, and he could also be quite a good, quite a good shout um, going forward. But I think Liam Scales for me might pip it in the Aberdeen defence just just because his price point is lower than the other ones. Nice, good bit of insight. I don't mind that at all. Uh, and the bench trip remains, of course. You know that's <laughs> not that's still a feature in the game. Yeah whereby if you play a player yeah. who does not play or has even left the club, um, he'll still be swapped out for the highest scoring player on your bench. So you can always continue to use that if you do or have not used that in the past. I'm going to chuck, I was chuck a, keep the Aberdeen theme, ex-Aberdeen, Ash Taylor, 2.7 million under Derek McInnes. He's a big goal threat from set pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be quite, I reckon he'll score, here we go Scobie, I think he'll score at least five goals in the Premiership this season. Oh! There you go, you can hold me to that Big, one. bold claim. And then, and then right. just talking about other ex-Aberdeen centre-half, De- Declan Gallagher has moved to St Mirren. They've been knocked out League Cup, look absolutely shite. And I just wonder what's happened to Declan Gallagher's career since he pocketed Mitrovic in that game at Serbia away <laughs> and sent us to the Euros. Yeah, it's a really sad one, isn't it? I mean, just never got going um, with life at Aberdeen. So he goes now to rejoin his former Motherwell boss, who obviously did bring the best out of him in um, Stephen Robinson. Samirin, though, uh, to get back to them, you did ask me earlier. Mm. I mean, they, for me, are the ones that stick out like a sore thumb in terms of who's going to be in that relegation battle. For me, it's them, St Johnston, and at this point in time, until any you know any reason not to believe that Hibs have got to be considered for that too and obviously Kilmarca being the marks but right. St Mirren it's just it's been an awful start defeats to our growth and Airdrie knocking them at the cup already and they were actual defeats not just penalty defeats mm-hmm. um, he's brought back in as we say O'Hara and Gallagher Carson as I just said is, is, is injured for the season but that was a bit of a sort of Motherwell ex-Motherwell spine he was bringing in yeah um, Oh, goals have been an issue for them for ages. Brophy's still not back fit yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all things point to, to a really poor season, is it not? Yeah, yeah. There's a massive Connor Ronan shaped hole in that squad, and they've not they've not replaced yes. it. And the, the answer does not begin with Curtis and end in May. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, should we get out of part two? Hello, welcome back to part three, season three, episode one of the Fantasy <laughs> Fitbit Pods. It is the draft episode. This is always, I think, will be the most exciting part of the season. We've got shiny new toys to play with, new signings. We've got old players. Um, and we've got, um, yeah, just so much opportunity. Yeah. You haven't been, um, there's just so much optimism. You can smell it in the air. Oh, and God. you just, you haven't, it hasn't been ruined yet. Though it has been ruined for some clubs. But I love the tweet the other day. It says, already St Mirren, St Johnston and Hibs, are trying to, fans are trying to hound their manager out of the door. <laughs> and it's the 22nd of July. We've not even kicked a ball yet. <laughs> oh, oh, you can't beat it. You yeah. can't beat it. The cinch is back, baby. And that brings us on to midfielders, Scobie. Yeah. How are you thinking for this? So, um, this goes against my um, stick with what you know, consistent performers. Um, but there's two Rangers signings that I think we need to be considering um, in our teams this year. The first is Tom Lawrence, um, who comes from Derby, was captain there. Obviously, they've just gone down into League One, so he's been signed. Really, really good bit of business. He scored a lot of goals for them there. Looks like he will be a regular starter, but of course, we don't know. And the other one is Rabi Matondo, um, mm-hmm. another player who kind of comes across from 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 German club. Uh, remind me, the name's gone for me. It was Schalke. Um, yeah, I think, did. again, he looks like he's probably going to pick up that um, that right wing spot. So, a yeah. um, couple of good players there. Um, and they don't have a huge, you know, they've got midfield options, but I think, you know, less so probably than Celtic. Um, so those two, to me, look exciting and look good value with where they are currently. Just to confirm, 5.5 million for Matondo, 5.3 million for Lawrence I've got both of them in at the moment is that is that too bold I think that's too much I actually don't like the Lawrence shout I'm just not I'm not sure of him as a fantasy football asset because he's not going to be he's not going to be on set pieces because Tab's kind of all over those yeah Um, me I'm wrong but I think that's the way it is and then and then yeah he's going to be a creative midfielder but is he going to have the same impact as say Joe Aribo who's gone to Southampton obviously I just don't know I prefer the Matondo shout Um, he's actually Welsh um Welsh national team, yes. so he's got the World Cup as, as well. well. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Yeah, both Lawrence. Uh, I think yeah, but so both got the World Cup to look forward to as well. But really like the Matondo shirt because obviously he's going to be playing in a front three, so that for that much further forward, so it can no. arguably be a forward, which is also what um, obviously Kyogo Furuhashi has been moved to a striker in the game. Yes, I've seen um, that. If you saw that, yeah. so so yeah, for me, I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Lawrence shirt, but I can get on board with that. Um, um, but yeah, the, the the Matondo one, I think I think that could go could go really well. Yeah, scored a couple of goals in his three years at Schalke, um, so that's pretty decent pedigree, isn't it? Coming yeah, and Lawrence too looks like a goal scorer. You know, thirty five, yeah. one hundred eighty games for for Derby. He's not yeah. a prolific just, short just, scorer, but um, I think he's I think he's going to be um, you know a good asset for them. So a couple of Rangers striker um, midfielders there for me. Where are you going with your midfield? Uh, right, midfield. Um, so I think one of the signings uh, I really liked was made by Jack Ross yeah. at Dundee United. Yeah. And this was getting a guy that we're familiar with. There's been quite a few of these, isn't there? As mm-hmm. you've already touched on at Celtic yeah. Park, the loan signing into a permanent move. And this is the signing of another Welsh player as well, yeah. Dylan Levitt yeah. from Manchester United. 
He uh, lit up the cinch last year, I thought. There was a couple of spectacular goals towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. Really exciting um, young player, 3.8 million. Um, so I think that could be quite a nice uh, little um, differential, if you will, Scooby. Yeah, he did. It was uh, five goals, I think it was, last year, mm-hmm. which was which was impressive. I really like that show, too. Levitt was kind of in the mix for me. I've not got him in my squad at the moment, but he's a, he's a good price, isn't mm-hmm. he? He comes in at about, um, ooh, is it 3.8? Yeah, 3.8. Um, yeah. yeah, it could be a big player for them. Yeah. Um, and obviously now linking up with Stephen Fletcher in front of him, mm-hmm. there could be a bit more attacking threat. Yeah, Dundee yeah. United are another team in Scotland. A number of these that have struggled with goal scoring. Uh, you'd count St Mirren in that, you'd count St Johnson in that, Dundee United in that. There's a lot of teams that have just really struggled to find the net yeah, over the last yeah. few years. Uh, so that's going to be the big thing if Jack Ross can turn that around. You know, I think they're into. Well, he's not known for his exciting football, Jack Ross. He's not. We'll have he's to not. See. No, no. But even just a bit more regularly uh, hitting mm-hmm. the back of that would be good to see. Like the Levitt show, um, going on from that, a guy I'd like to bring into the mix. Obviously, Ross County, we've not really touched on yes. them yet. Uh, Ross County were the kind of surprise package last year, weren't they? Absolutely, yeah. Got off to the start, everybody thought they would, uh, a terrible one. Um, <laughs> before Malky Mackay, uh, you know, and he deserves credit for this, whatever we think about him, uh, really did turn it around. Mm-hmm. I think the big question, though, is it going to be a big difficult second album for the Staggies is the question um, they've lost Hungbo and Regan Charles Cook who were the kind of um, you know the, the, they were the they were the foundation of everything good at Ross County last year two great signings who brought a lot of assisting goals to the game really exciting to watch and just you know made Ross County a goal scoring outfit um, so now they've looked to the transfer market to kind of replace that a guy called Jordi Hewula uh, took a lot of slack from Doncaster Rover fans again. Right, okay. <laughs> very, who are very happy to see him go. Uh, yeah. But he did score the winner the other night against Dunfermline. He could be one to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, and some, a couple of others I'd like to pull out from um, from Ross County from a midfielder point of view. Josh Sims. Now Josh Sims got an interesting story. He was at Southampton and he's also spent some time at um, New York Red Bulls as well. So there's always going to be a bit of an interest around him coming in to, to join Ross County. He's been really unlucky um, with illness over the last kind of two years, which is kind of why he's ended up where he is. Mm-hmm. He apparently got COVID, then he just developed stomach issues as a result of that. Then he got ulcerative colitis. The guy's really unwell um, for, a, for a long time and was playing no football. So he's been, you know, brought himself back to full fitness. And he comes in, apparently he's been very good to watch so far in the pre-season. I can't say I've watched the Ross County games myself, but apparently he's been very good. 3.6 million. Um, You know, he's a guy with a great pedigree. So I think maybe trying to see who can be an interesting Ross County signing. He's one of them. And there's another one I'll come on to a little bit Well, let me me have one, Ross County. Jan Danda. Jan Danda. Jan Danda. It's a cracking name. Uh, He's a former Liverpool Youth Academy, 23 years old. He's been signed from Swansea City. Um, got sort of five goals in 50 odd games um, for them so like one in ten not bad not bad at all Um, and Malcolm McKay was really excited about that signing so I think he for me could be the next Reagan Charles Cook which is basically what we're trying to find here isn't it it Um, and then if you want to just go safe in that Ross County midfield Ross Callahan we know what we get with him 3.4 million as well Yeah, and that's quite a safe shout isn't it shall we flip to Celtic Park and yes. And what are your thoughts on Well, talking of safe shouts, um, I've currently got Cal McGregor locked up. <laughs> oh, you do? I do. Cal McGregor's goal, uh, point scoring cannot be um, overlooked. You know, I know he's not the flashiest player, but he did pop up with some big goals last year. Of course, there were assists. And he just played 
every minute, you know, and, and as a result, I think he ended up sort of top five goal um, point scorers in the game um, for midfielders last year. So uh, I think Callum McGregor at the moment, it's, it's not it's not a really exciting shout. It's not one that gets the, the you know, the, the blood boiling, but he's going to play. Um, yeah. and, and he always tends to play well yeah. start of season. Let's also not forget, he was one of the few players I thought that kind of um, didn't shame himself for Scotland, um, you know, during the summer period. I think he got the goal, obviously, against right. um, um Mm-hmm. Ukraine, which kind of almost brought us back into the match, um, and and he, you know, he still looked. Yeah, he'll run all day for you. You know, it still looked like he had a bit left in the tank. So I think you can see him having a good start to the season, mm-hmm. certainly. Uh, so I'm going to go with McGregor. Is there yeah. anyone else from Celtic Park that you're looking at? Well, I mean, you've obviously got the big the the big shouts. You know, you've got uh, Jota, Leo Labada, yeah, uh, David Turnbull, uh, new signing Aaron Moy. Yep. Uh, that could be another one. Matt O'Reilly. Aaron Moy is an interesting one. He spent two years at St. Mirren, so he's familiar with the cinch. It wasn't known as the cinch back then, Scobie. No, it was a long and time he, ago. And he also played for Ange in Australia. Jimmy Ketz, our good friend, we described him as the best Huddersfield player to have ever lived. I think that's a similar ac- accolade to being called the prettiest lady from Dunfermline. Would you not agree? <laughs> Yes, and he also got very excited about uh, a young Colin Quaver. Um, I will Quanner, 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 Quaver. <laughs> How memorable was he? I can't even remember his name. Yeah, yeah. Colin Quaver. I think we got Jimmy Katz a Colin Quaver top for his uh, for his birthday last year, uh, a couple of years ago, didn't we? Yeah. So, is it going to be another Colin Quaver, or is um, is Aaron Moy actually going to live up to the billing? We will wait and see Jimmy Ketz. I no idea. But yeah, look, Celtic, it's just filled with rotation risk. So yeah, look, I feel like the Cal, Cal McGregor shout there. Uh, mind if we just go uh, Pataudry for a little bit here, Scobie? I would love that, um, yeah. Vincente Bezuin joined in uh, January for Aberdeen. He's sitting in about 4.2 million. This is a Colombian-born Dutch internationalist. Um, and he now seems to have settled a bit. He needs to get a little bit tougher. Still goes down a little bit too easily. But having watched a lot of um, Aberdeen in pre-season, he is at the heart of everything good for Aberdeen going forward this season. And they've scored a lot of goals, yes, in that Diddy League Cup competition. But as you say, they can only beat what you can going forward. Yeah. So I think for me, he's a really, really good shout. Matty Kennedy, remember him? Uh-huh. He seems to have revived his career under Jim Goodwin. And if you do a quick Twitter search or Google search, you'll see a lovely free kick against Sterling Albion from 25 yards. Yeah. And just one not quite on a fancy football level, but hopefully to give you a little bit of comfort that maybe Aberdeen might have sorted defensive woes. They've got this Raj signing called Ramadani. He's from Albania and looks like he na- eats nails for breakfast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just looks like exactly the sort of uh, bite that Aberdeen needed to add to what was such a soft team at the centre last season so I think yeah, he could be great Danny. okay a couple I'm going to throw in the mix this is a very obvious one but it was a man that just shone last year and he was everything you know everything good from for, from a heart's perspective yeah. came through him Barry Mackay 5 million I think most people are going yeah. to be considering him he's been in and out of my team we've got we've got a tough start uh, to the season in my opinion mm-hmm. um, we've got some tricky games in there uh, so it's a little bit of maybe wait and see with Hearts mm. uh, but I think Byron Mackay has got to be considered absolutely he's been yeah. good in pre-season as well uh-huh. uh, Poole is back into the game against Doncaster we're 1-0 down 1-2-1 mm-hmm. in, the, in the second half um, and it was a, a lot through him mm-hmm. Jordan Jones has also returned to the Royal Irishman to Kilmarnock mm-hmm. um, Kilmarnock uh, you know again I think they're going to be in that fight but Kilmarnock uh-huh. will be I think a threat I think they will you know fancy themselves Derek is going to set them up hard to beat Kyle Lafferty is going to get goals. We'll come on to that. But Jordan Jones, I think, is a really smart bit of business as well. So um, I would look to him at four million. Quite expensive for a sort of team that's going to come lower league. But yeah, I think yeah, look, proven cinch experience. Yeah, um, know, know what you're going to get with him. So yeah, quite like that. 
Um, the only other player I was going to mention, Scooby, was Aidan McGeady. Or should we just uh, laugh at that and move on? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just reach into my pencil case, John, and uh, get my get my six coloured pen out. Yeah, what uh, I'll you write that note down in um, in green. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows? No. Right, okay, I think we've covered midfielders nicely there. Uh, obviously, we're not going to get forever on, but we'll, we'll keep moving here so no one falls asleep at the wheel. Uh, striker, Scobie. The most exciting bit, I always think, what uh, you know, what striker is going to hit the ground running? We've got a few new ones that we've already alluded to. Uh, topping my list here, and I don't know if I'm going to include him just now, but let's have a little debate. Let's thrash it out. Uh, yeah, Shankland is back in the cinch, having been at Beershot hopefully not drinking too much beer in Belgium. <laughs> okay move there. He didn't light the league on fire previously when at Dundee United. I think it would have to be said. Yeah. In in the top tier, obviously did very well in the championship under Robbie Nielsen. So mm-hmm. do you think that number one he's gonna start every game? And number two, is he gonna be a good fantasy football Scotland asset? Uh oh good questions. Right. So I don't know if he will start every game. Because um, you know, Boyce is, you know, still our is still our kind of main man there at the moment. So he's going to have to come in, Shankland, and prove himself and get himself, uh, you know, integrated as part of the team. I think long term, he, you know, I think he'll probably become our our number one striker. Um, do I think he's going to be a good asset this year? Yes, because I think it's it's sort of unfair to, to kind of look upon that season he had in the Premier League with um, in the Premiership. Sorry, with with Dundee United under Mellon, you know, it was it was fairly hammer throwing stuff. There wasn't an awful lot going on around mm-hmm. him. There wasn't much talent, much you know. Playmaking ability, not got the likes of, for example, you know, a Barry Mackay uh, and other such players creating lots of chances for him there. Lots of players getting up on the um, on the wings and stuff. So I think that I think I think our style of play is gonna um, is gonna sort of blend well with Shankland. And yeah, I think Nielsen knows how to get a lot out of him. Let's Aye. not forget he had you know forty um, odd goals for Dundee United, a lot of which were under Nielsen in the Championship, albeit. Um, so. Yeah, I think we're, I'm really excited about it. It was a great bit of business for us, uh, and I'm kind of surprised we got it done so cleanly and, and, and still in good time for the start of the season. Well, I think a lot to do with that is whatever's happened to the Ellis Boyle, boy, um, Ellis Sims. Sims, sorry, I'm looking at Boyle's yeah. Ellis Sims deal. Not quite sure what's going on there, but it doesn't look like he's going to come back. No, he um, doesn't. He doesn't. Um, he's getting tossed by a Rangers that we're proud of. The I saw into. that. That might be between classic Rangers. Yeah. Get rid of that. So yeah, it's interesting there. We'll see what. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, and what do you think about Liam Boyce? Do you think Shanklin being there does that make Liam Boyce, who was a very popular shout last season? Um, yeah, it's sort of probably less valuable. I think he'll still be on penalties when he's when he's on the park, mm-hmm. for example. But Boyce did start to look a bit off the pace. Uh, I think Sims coming in kind of showed us what 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 we were missing in terms of somebody a bit more dynamic that people could play off. Um, you know, Boyce in open play isn't really a huge threat. Right. You know, but he does pop up with goals and he's great on a penalty. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. You know, I, I don't think I'm not thinking about boys. Put it that way. Um, in 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 my in my in my when I look at forwards, um, that's not somewhere I'm going to go. But Shanklin, longer term, yes. Let's keep our eyes peeled and hopefully lots of goals to come. Okay. Be great from a Scotland point of view as well to see him getting back to yeah, yeah. his previous form. Yeah, yeah, nice one. All right, well, let's move to. We've mentioned Stephen Fletcher's name on a few occasions so far in this podcast. So let's dive into what we think about this signing for Dundee United. Um, and Jack Ross in particular, mm-hmm. he's Stephen Fletcher's coming in at five point two uh, million pounds uh, in fantasy football Scotland. He's now thirty five years old, um, but he's he's a man who has scored goals at every single club he's been at, and that's a long list of football clubs. That's Hibs, it's Burnley, it's Wolves, Sunderland, Marseille, Sheffield Wednesday, and Stoke City. He's also scored one in three for Scotland from thirty appearances, which is pretty good going. Mm. So. 
what this tells me, Scobie, is a kind of man that does guarantee goals. Yeah. He's in providing some competition or is it support for Tony Watt at 5.5 million? And then just to throw into the picture at Tanadise, never write off Nicky Clark. I know, yeah. He yeah. has been a fantasy football Scotland stalwart. He's 4.9 million and when he's on the pitch, he's on penalties and free kicks and they've been vital goals for the Tangerines over the last couple of seasons. I, like, honestly think we might be sitting here in a few weeks' time um after the first few rounds of, um, of the of the of the cinch, and saying, "Is this Dundee United?" And you know, if not, what have you done with them? Because the, I think they might be scoring goals this year. Right. You know, I think um, last year they scored thirty-seven goals. Mm-hmm. I think they are going to. <laughs> That's brutal, isn't it? A thirty-eight game season. <laughs> yeah, it's under under one a game, yeah. averaging zero point nine seven. You're quick on them. Zero point nine seven there. Uh, so <laughs> I think that they add a number more to that. I think yeah. they get up to. It. 47 last right. year maybe even hitting 50 a big a big big shout there but I think Dundee United are going to find goal scoring form with uh, with players like that I think Tony Watt and um, Fletcher could be a really dangerous combination yeah yeah okay well and then another guy we've talked about quite a few times so let's let's dive into it properly Kyle Lafferty is back in the big time ladies and gentlemen uh, under Derek McInnes and Kilmarnock uh, last season, he started 13 matches, um, obviously in the championship for Killy, and scored eight goals. That's a pretty good return. Yep. Mass man Scobie will tell you that's better than one in every two matches. <laughs> I was just getting I'm there, just chuck, I'm just going to chuck this into the mix. Ollie Shaw, uh, he had 26 starts yeah. for, for Kilmarnock last season and scored 14 goals. So again, similar one and twos returns. Unsure at this stage, I think, who's going to be on penalties for Kilmarnock. And that might just sway it to which striker I go for. Yeah, the big thing to watch out I think at the start of the season is Lafferty does look like he's injured and I okay. don't think he will start week one. Ooh. He's got a back strain at the moment um, which has kept him out of um, some of the some of the cup action mm. so far. Um, it's kind of unknown, let's not forget, Kyle Lafferty is getting getting on a bit. Yeah. So, you know, is he going to be able to play every game this season? No. No. Uh, I think if he plays 20 games this season, that's a good season for him. So that's I'm not like very much there on the Lafferty bank if he's got a good run of games and he's back fit. But I don't think we can rely on him as much. I think Ali Shaw is actually an interesting one with that in mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, we've talked about it as well. Kyogo has been moved to a striker, which is a bit of a shame, but is what it is. Yeah. Um, and probably fair enough because he just doesn't play midfield, does he? Uh, he's odds on favourite to be top scorer in the division this season, Scooby. Um, yep. Obviously, he's had his um, fair share of injury problems since um, joining what's so far been a really successful spell at Celtic. Yeah. You've got uh, gorgeous Georges Giacomakis just in behind him, probably in the pecking order as yeah. well, but he's a really good flat-track bully, the guy that scores a he lot is. of goals as well. Mm. And also at Celtic Park, I think you've got Maida, who you already mentioned has signed a permanent deal. Probably not in the Fantasy Football Scotland conversation. No. I think when it comes to Celtic strikers, you can go one of those two, but Kyogo is just so expensive, isn't he? Almost yes. up at that £8 million mark. And so you could have a really nice balanced squad and not have Kyogo. And the fear of that is he goes and scores a hat-trick against Aberdeen in the first week and you miss out on that. But at yeah. the same time, do you want balance? Yeah, uh, it's, it's such a difficult question. I, I've got I've gone the opposite. I've not got a big ticket striker. Mm-hmm. I think I could see myself wild carding early and going and moving towards that, yeah. depending on who's bagging goals. Yakamakis is not a good footballer, but he does score goals. Mm-hmm. I think if you, I, you see him play, yeah, I think he's got he can good finish. Yeah. He can finish. Yeah. Um, is a much more you know exciting oh, and definitely. talent, yeah, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. He, you know, uh, lights up the park and, and will get assists and stuff too. I mean, Yakamakis, you know. 
mm-hmm. you know, to be fair to him, he just scored an awful lot of goals last season, 14 uh, goals, and he didn't, he didn't even play the whole season. So mm-hmm. uh, impressive stuff, definitely like that. I've gone kind of the opposite end. I've gone into, um, again, some proven players. Bruce Anderson had a fantastic mm. season last year. 11 goals he mm-hmm. got. He was the fifth top goal scorer. Um, we'll tied for that. Um, he's 5.1 million again, which I think is about where he ended up last year. Um I, I can't, he, was, he was honestly one of the first names on my team sheet I had to get Bruce Anderson back in he's fit going into the season he had a bit of an injury issue at the end of last season sadly I think he kind of missed most of the split didn't he um, but he's back uh, so I'm considering Bruce Anderson definitely ok do you want another another proven goal scorer in the central scoring yes who we thought might have moved Christian Ramirez oh he's segway well here has stayed in the cinch despite his missus saying that she'll never return to Aberdeen on their Instagram I think that they have had to come back <laughs> with their tails between their legs so he stayed in um, and on penalties importantly now that Lewis Ferguson has left Pataudry yeah um, he's looked hungry in the League Cup he scored a couple of goals in, in, a, in a few games just sticking at Aberdeen there as well you've got uh, Bojan Miofsky Okay. Really exciting um, yeah. signing from Macedonia. Probably not one to jump on right at the start, but this is the kind of scouting that I think a club like Aberdeen should be doing. You know, this guy was playing at MTK in the Macedonian League last season. Scored, scored ten goals in the league for a mid-table club. That's exactly the type of player that Aberdeen should be trying to then go and attract and sign. I think yeah. rather than going for your bog standard. Stephen Fletcher is, in my opinion, I much prefer this signing. Yeah. Well, um, I was gonna. I was actually. I've got. I've got a different Aberdeen striker in John. This is my little bit of a wild card pick. All right. It's Louis Lopez. You gone for it? You gone for the dude? I've gone for him. Four point <laughs> six million joins from Benfica. Oh God. What do we think of him? What do we think of him? I don't know if you've seen. I don't know if you've seen this clip. But he's going to be an absolute riot. He's called the Duke, and um, he went in against Sterling Albion. He came off a bench. And went to shoot from about 20 yards and slapped it so high up that he was then able to do an overhead kick and hit the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited by him. So yeah. he, he's just going to be an absolute riot. Goodwin says he's ready to unleash him, that scene. You know. <laughs> do you think he, he looks like he can play a bit on the side, on either side as well? Big, powerful, pacey guy. What are we looking at? I I think it's just it's it's going to be pure fireworks. I mean that man is box office. It is um it's going against everything that you were sort of saying about safe options. About safe options, of course. Is it, yeah. Do you think it's one that you would maybe wait and see what happens this weekend? Do you think that'll give you a bit more because they've got one final league cup got game? One final. You yeah. Think get more of a shout out so that that's maybe going to be the the starting team against Celtic. Yeah, I think I think given the lateness that he's been signed, that I don't see him starting. Um, in the first team for, for, for the be- at the beginning, yeah. Um, but obviously, coming from Benfica B, let's not remember, not forget, but Benfica yeah. B, it's going to get fans excited, and it's like it's one of those that, that it's going to go either amazing or absolutely shite. Yeah. I think there's safer options. I think Ramirez is a, is a safe option, but he's a million pound more expensive. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and Miley Watkins still in the mix there too. He's four point five, but you know Miley yeah. Watkins was great at points last year when he actually got to play. Yeah, I really like Marley Watkins. Uh, again, it's just it's all about the injuries with, with him. Okay. Um, so you know you just have to watch that. There's a lot of uh, yeah. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of other Aberdeen players that I'd, I'd have there. I'm not sure Marley Watkins is, is, is top of the list, but again, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he's we are we are being very nice that an Aberdeen side that was 
rotten last year. I know. I must say. So yeah, you're maybe getting a little bit sweet. I do, do apologise. We've gone so much yeah, from them, but yeah. they've by far had the most exciting transfer they in have the league. Lots like, to talk it's, about. It's undeniable. You know, there's been such huge amount of upheaval there. And it, yeah, there's so many unknowns. Yeah. Well, I think we've flooded player uh, our listeners with a lot of different players. But just just staying in that theme of being up north, new players coming into the league, Ross County going back to them. Who is going to be the person to come in and fill Reagan Charles Cook's boots? Um, rather large boots that he left behind. I'm going to pick someone out. Bit of a wild, show, a wild card shout, but maybe one for your bench. William Accio. He's 3.4 okay. million, oh, that's uh, nice which cheap. is a lovely little price. I think it looks like he'll play, and he'll play quite mm-hmm. regularly. Jordan White was quite a regular fixture there, but they liked having people play off him. I think Accio mm-hmm. um, is that. Accio, interestingly, uh, went viral for possibly the worst miss ever. It's not really a miss. Uh, he actually <laughs> cleared his. Uh, he cleared his uh, fellow players goal off the line so somehow it was, <laughs> it's, it's remarkable Ross County put out a tweet when they signed him which showed it and alluded to it they kind of made a bit of a joke out of it and they said everyone wants to talk about this we want to talk about this and then they showed some clips of the guy in action scoring some screamers uh, and just being on a general handful so he comes from uh, he's played at Calgary Foothills and then Valor oh, FC wow. so he comes over from uh, from Canada Scored plenty of goals there. I mean, it's the Canadian League, so mm-hmm. we won't get too carried away. He plays for South Sudan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think he's quite an interesting one to keep your eyes on. If if, if Mackay could do anything like he did with Hungbo and Charles um, yeah. Cook, then that, that could be really exciting. So, yeah. William Accio, one to maybe think about. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that as well, Scooby. I mean, where we've not spoken about up front is uh, Ibrox um, mm. with um, with with uh, Morelos obviously being out injured. Yeah, uh, there's a really nice five and a half million option of Kolak. Um, yeah. who's just signed yeah. I think that's going to be a really popular shout for a lot of people it is it is it's a nice place to possibly finish as well the most expensive player in the game Morelos a million um, you know and it's going to be again do you want to make that a foundational bit of your team I don't think you can actually probably have him and Tab you would be mm. really thin elsewhere if you do mm. do it that way but you know I think Morelos could be in for a really good season again too um, Gio had a great impact on him when he came in last year um, so you know we'll have to wait and see all right I think uh, I think that's covered everything, isn't Pretty it? Pretty thorough. Yeah. What we'll do then is that you know, obviously, keep sharing your teams. Please uh, send them to us on the on the on the Twitter sphere. We'll try and do our usual clinic, um, mm-hmm. give you some advice where we can, and then we'll post our final teams before the season kicks off on Saturday next week. It does. It does. We're going to try our best with it. Um, but what we know is that Scottish football's back. We love chatting to you, and uh, yeah, let's see what it delivers us to the season. All the very best, troops. <laughs> <laughs>